Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Random Encounters. I am Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here to discuss a random monster pulled from a random monster manual. And of all of the monster manuals we have, Matt has pulled out the Pathfinder Bestiary number five. And what page are we on, Matt? We are on page 220 if you're following along at home. All righty, let's dive right in. Okay. Nick, much like many of these we've found, I don't think you're going to get it. Okay. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the the whole flavor text for you. Not omitting the name. Not omitting the name. Okay. It's an immense humanoid skeleton that stands draped in tattered robes, its horse-like skull lit from within by an eerie red glow. Okay. This undead spirit of bones and wind makes its home high atop remote mountains. What? Legends claim that a Saxra can call forth amazing insights from latent memories stored in the very bones that make up its form. A Saxra towers over 20 feet tall and weighs two tons. What is this? Spell it. Spell Saxra. S-A-X-R-A. Oh, yeah. Okay. Obviously, that size and that power, it's a CR-18 creature. Sure. Okay. Um, It is a huge undead. Yep. AC is 33. It's got 300 hit points, so it's Whoa. it's uh, pretty beefy. It's hefty. The special attacks, it's got a bone swarm, energy drain, spawn skeleton, and what's called splintered ground. Is it evil? It is just from neutral the dis- evil. Yeah. I was going to say, just from the description, it sounded neutral. Yeah, it's neutral evil. So you could go to this thing for... Basically as a seer, as a fortune teller, or what, what is the, this seeing, having the latent memories or whatever feels, feels very hooky to me. Yeah. Can you read that sentence again? It says legends claim that a Saxra can call forth amazing insights from latent memories stored in the very bones that make up its form. What? Almost like it, it, uh. Like it absorbs the the creatures that it that it absorbs, basically. It absorbs all of them and they become part of that, whether it's knowledge, obviously yeah. memories, things like that. So you know, I could see a hook being that maybe a PC's family member or something like that was devoured mm. by a Saxra and you have to go and somehow free the memories or free uh, uh, you know, if you want to go kind of spiritual, then yep. they can only rest when their bones are placed. Sure. Sure, that could very easily be some some specific race's burial rites or exactly. something, burial exactly. beliefs. It Does it say how this thing is created? Unfortunately, no. There's, uh. there's not a whole lot in the way of extra flavor. It's a lot yep. of just explaining abilities and attacks and things like that. So that is a bummer. It's it sound it sounds like there's there needs to be significantly more to to really explain this thing. Yeah. There's, there's gotta, not much there. There's gotta be some lore behind this, yeah. whether it's a a ritualistic thing that spawns this creature or Yeah. I don't know, maybe there's just an inherent spirit that once it's 
you know, quote unquote, killed, it just moves on and reforms with other bones mm. or something like that. So it it never really dies, but you can always you can kind of move it along from your your area. So is it made up of the bones? Or is it like wind and it collects the bones? It sounds like it's made up of bones, but it's also like the the um, interior of it is supported by wind and air okay. and whatnot. It, it's over 20 feet tall, so it, there's a yeah, lot that's of room there for everything. Yeah. I'm looking at 153,600 XP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's an eighteen. I I mean, I that's probably par for the course, but I've just never seen anything with that much XP. Yeah, I mean, if you're fighting this, if you're up to the point where this is going to be an enemy of yours, then I it, have to imagine it better be worth it. Exactly, and that is certainly worth it. Two, would you say two stories or twenty stories? Two stories, twenty feet tall. Oh, twenty two, feet. Okay, twenty feet tall, two tons. Two tons, and twenty feet is two stories. Well, yeah. This, the, the okay, the hook I have is that a necromancer, because this is undead, yep. a very powerful necromancer has controlled this thing to go kill a, a, a wizard's college or something. And it's like it collects all of those bones and then can therefore transfer that information to the the... The necromancer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, may, and maybe that didn't happen. Maybe that's the plan, and you're trying to stop it. I'm not sure. But the the knowledge thing that 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 inherent built in yeah. knowledge thing is really hooky to me. I agree. I agree. I think something along those lines, like what you said, or some sort of memories, maybe the the hook, the MacGuffin that you need is stored in the memory of something that mm, this contains. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. That's great. That's a perfect one. The only other thing that I could think of was how I originally interpreted it. And I don't think it's right, but I would do it anyway, is that this thing gets so much knowledge that it can somehow portend the future you know or something okay. and it becomes something of a seer sure and you therefore oh even better hook if you if they know that it will reach a certain point if it if you if it's got one of those those little paper thermometers and says you need to hit this many <laughs> This many pieces of bone before you can become a, a a seer. Okay. So you have to somehow push it to reach that point to then see the future to prevent something even worse from happening. So it's a sacrificing some for the greater good thing. Interesting. So you're this isn't necessarily a foe. No, it's more... I guess a tool or yeah. a, like a it's, reluctant ally a or something. Quest. I guess, yeah, but the fetching is like live bodies of people yeah. that you need to give to this thing. Jeez. This, I guess because it is so unspecific, yeah. we, we have these avenues open to Absolutely. us. Absolutely. That's definitely not a quest you want to send a paladin on, though. 
No, no, unless... What's the... Oath of the Grave? Is that one? There's I something. Think so, yeah. Yeah. Or is that Grave it. Cleric? No, there's a Grave Cleric. There's got to be an undead or something kind of paladin. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's always the Oathbreaker paladin, you know, that true. is basically evil, but that's just kind of too easy. Yeah. I guess it's one of those things where you look at your party makeup and make sure you you fit your, oh, your sure. story for the party as opposed to just trying to shoehorn. Yeah. And there's yeah. enough hooks that we've already said where you can use still use this creature, just and, not necessarily railroad them into right, right. breaking their own character. Fit it in fit it in somehow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How would you use this as just a straight up at enemy, rather? I think I would I like the idea of this not necessarily being the end boss per se. Oh no, I but certainly wouldn't like think so. The this is what you need to get to the end boss. I yeah. like using that memory thing or mm. or something as the key that unlocks almost that last stage in the campaign. Sure. Being that this is a CRE. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. So, but did twenty was the end for Pathfinder and three five? Level right? twenty. Yeah, yeah. They did, yeah. It was four that came out with up to thirty. I think. Yeah. Um. So that being said, like you would, I mean, it's a twenty foot tall creature. You would go up against this thing, maybe thinking that you're you're basically at the end. Mm. It dies or whatever. You get this bone that says, "Oh, your princess is in another tower." Yeah, and then that opens up a whole new chapter i guess that final leg exactly yeah yeah that's so it it is it is the the key to move on yeah i like i really like the idea of of the party going in thinking this is their last fight oh yeah thinking this is like the almost the wrap-up but it's it doesn't seem does does it speak does it well, I mean, the fact that it's 20 feet tall is pretty gosh darn epic, but is there an intelligence there? I don't... Uh, it, I mean, the languages are Auron and Common. Oh, and Auron is from the wind. You know, its intelligence is 13. Okay. So, yeah, it's... So there, there is... It is a sentient creature. It's yeah. not just... Wow, that dis- the description that they give is just so lacking. So sparse, yeah. I If I was to play it as a you know as a, a, a an enemy that was speaking with the PCs or something like that I mm. think I would try to play on that memory thing where maybe it's mm. not it's not speaking to them per se but it's recalling memories that are pertinent to their what they're saying so it like the language that it speaks is not its own it's just recalling conversation or recalling yeah. and even that's where you would break out the multiple voices and whatnot yeah. and and just use a different one for each response just get really cryptic with it it speaks in flashbacks exactly yeah. yeah yeah i could see if it does enough damage in like a single hit if it does enough damage to a player it gets one of their memories or something sure you know, I mean, if it yeah. like breaks a bone, I I don't know. It's an idea. Do you have you seen Moana yet? Yes. Oh, so it reminds when that that original description felt very much like 
Tafiti in the end before yeah. she gets her heart back. It's just this kind of like mindless hate machine. Hate machine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it it seems so much more I mean not so much more, but it seems it's it's an intelligent thinking creature. Yeah. The that's that being said, I don't know if the intelligence is necessarily inherent or if it's intelligence that is absorbed from mm. the the creatures or whatever that it has sure. in its uh you know, pile of bones, whatever however you want to put it. But those are not mutually exclusive because it is it is it has those bones in it. So it True. is therefore Regardless of where the intelligence comes from, yeah, it is using that intelligence. That's true. I just can't not see it just like flailing around. I see players on freaking Pegasi and oh and yeah, griffins and wyverns and like diving in and out. And it's not even that big; it's only twenty feet tall. But yeah. I can't get this image out of my mind of this thing. No, and especially now that you say it, I can easily see that as well. Where it is just this; it's larger than life. It's one of those video game bosses where all you see is like torso up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a boss fight in Diablo 3 that has that. Yeah. Isn't there a point in Ferngully where Hexus like becomes like a big so smoke large, monster yeah, yeah. and they're like flying around on bugs and stuff? Yeah. There's yeah. there's a, a boss in uh, Borderlands 3, like a grave citadel or something mm. that... that you're on like this floating platform and all you see is torso up. Yeah. Is that the just, new one? That just, yeah. Oh yeah. Is it good? Yes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And it, I can easily see that being the, um, just how you would approach this creature. Sure. And then maybe the, when you do enough damage to the creature, you know, maybe every hundred hit points, it gets knocked down or something like that. It loses some of itself. Maybe it loses a couple mm, bones, and that, okay. and then mid combat there's a flashback, or mid combat there's a, a some kind of cinematic where it just kind of pulls everybody out for mm-hmm. a second as these memories almost take over everyone. Yeah, they flood, they flood out exactly, and maybe if you can make its fighting technique different enough in in those in those legs essentially of, yeah. of how it's fighting the more you hit it the more bones it loses therefore the more intelligence it loses and it oh. eventually becomes like a desperate just like fighting Flailing. thing yeah. yeah yeah oh i like that i don't know Definitely. i think we're we're reading so much more into it which i don't think's a bad thing but i wonder if that would be lost on the players unless you like really Unless you set it up lore wise ahead of time that like these bones they they before they even get into the encounter with this thing, they learn that these bones Yeah. That it gets its intelligence from the bones and you you make a point of saying every time it gets hits, oh they're the bones are falling down and, and yeah. you really hammer home that they're it's losing yeah. its pieces. You don't even have I don't know if I would necessarily even hammer that part of it home as much as I would hammer home the point that bones equal memories or bones equal intelligence Mm -hmm. almost have a a, some sort of tribal save point or something before Mm. that battle where they learn there's a slight info dump Mm -hmm. with like a medicine woman or something where she's she knows this creature she's seen it you know just all those 
things that go bump in the night type yeah. stories. But she imparts upon the the PCs how important the bones are, mm-hmm. and that's when in the fight you bring up the, and you see these bones fall, and mm-hmm. and you see the the monster stagger, and really kind of don't you paint the picture, but you don't basically hand them yeah, the photograph, right? Pulling in the medicine woman, it really makes me want that it started out as a small almost like a homunculus kind oh, of creation yeah. and it and just rolled it, across it, the countryside it cut katamari damasi did you know that game yeah i only i knew i only know the concept of it it's like a this weird prince thing that rolls a ball and it just picks up garbage along the yeah. way did the same thing like it 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 picks up bones and it has become more powerful and and physically grown because of all those bones yeah and she and this medicine woman created it and feels terrible about it and, and, and oh, lost control of it. Okay. Yeah. That I like. So the that info comes straight from the, the creator's the mouth. Yeah. And maybe you don't you don't figure that out until the very end, until you're just about to go fight it. Oh yeah. It'd be one of those things where maybe you meet her very, very early on mm-hmm. and then at right before you're gonna go fight her or fight it she shows back up or yeah. you know multiple times throughout the campaign where she is this point of focus that you don't really understand why yeah until you yeah. until it becomes implicitly clear she goes in with you to the fight yeah and there's a moment where the, they have like a stare down and there's some sort of connection there yeah. and she dies and there's a, a oh, dramatic yeah. moment where she confesses. I don't know, something like that. It's yeah. it's certainly set up for for a great cinematic moment with that. Absolutely. And you read my mind because I was gonna say she has to die in that instance. If oh, she sure. goes in. She sacrifices herself. She, yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it sacrifices herself, but she's just that first casualty where it sees her, it realizes that maybe there's pain involved yeah. in these memories. Yeah. You're the reason that I'm in pain. Sure. It's like a, a beaten dog that sees the the owner that has beaten it. Yeah. And just lashes out. Yeah, I know I'm not thinking like she sacrifices herself in the sense where she like jumps in front of a oh, blow, yeah. but just that she she knows full well she's not gonna survive this fight, oh, but she yeah. goes in anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she goes in with that full knowledge of She has to atone for what she did exactly. in creating this thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So what's the point of the air aspect of this. It doesn't even have any air moves, does it? it? it, No. I mean, it's there's Bone Swarm, which... Okay. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the Saxra takes 5d6 points of slashing damage and 5d6 points of negative energy damage from a whirling cloud of bones that surrounds it. Okay. You could could explain that with just necrotic. You don't need to give it air for that. Yeah. Cool, though. I don't mind that. Like a a, a physical aura. Yeah, exactly. But beyond that, that's that's literally the only thing that I can see that even ties in anything Mm air-related. So I, aside from just giving the body of the creature some sort of sentience without bone, I... I don't know, because you can, like you said, you can still explain that away with just an evil presence or some yeah. kind of necrotic yeah. air 
for lack of a better term. What's the splintered ground? The standard action of Saxwork can cause splintered bones to erupt from all terrain, except work, stone, or open water, in a 100-foot radius. Whoa! Any creature moving across the area takes 2d6 points of piercing damage and 2d6 points of negative energy damage for every 5 feet of movement and must succeed at a DC 30 reflex save or have its land speed reduced by half for 10 minutes. So it is literally every square within 100 feet? Yeah. Wow! And the bones remain and continue to deal damage indefinitely unless someone removes them manually, which takes 10 minutes of work for each 5-foot square. (laughs) Or the sax reuses this ability again in a a different area. That's cool, though. That's really cool flavor that they're on their way to go fight this thing, and they reach a patch of ground that is 100 feet wide that is just yeah. has jagged, piercing yep. bone coming up out of the ground. Or that is the first move of the Saxra. Yeah. You're you're 50 feet away, and all of a sudden, all mm, around yeah. you is yep. it just these bone stalagmites <sighs> that pop out of the ground. And is that... Does that sacrifice bone? It's 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 bone bone value essentially. Is it using? I mean, it's got to be right. I would say yes. I mean, it doesn't say anything in the text, obviously, because it doesn't say much about anything. Because we've made up almost all of these exactly. rules about it. Yeah. Ooh, that that is that's an interesting sacrifice. I guess you could say sacrifice. So ah, <laughs> it's a lot like the grave behemoth when we were talking about. Yeah. That it's made up, it's got to be made up of a finite number of zombies, exactly. right? Yeah. This is, granted, this is on a, a much more massive scale, but a hundred feet. Yep. A hundred feet of bone, every five feet of bone is, I mean, a couple of jagged femurs. That's, we'll say five bones. Yeah. Oh yeah, at least. So that's a hundred square foot is a lot of freaking bones. That's a lot of bones. And that's. I mean, its intelligence starts at 13. If you want to start whittling that down based on how much bone it's losing, I mean, yeah. you use that ability twice and you're you're pretty screwed. Well, we are in three in, in Pathfinder, which is 3-5, which yeah. is the, the pinnacle of number crunch. Yeah. So I think it would be doing... I think Gary Gygax would be smiling if, if you took the time to calculate... How many bones per move? How many bones it would have total? Oh, and then yeah. even just like spitball, ballpark it in the middle of the fight, you know, you at least kind of know where that meter is. You have an idea, yeah. It, it could be cool, but I wonder how how much the players would get out of it versus you, you know? That's true. That is a, a fairly... You're doing that for yourself. Kind of, yeah, yeah, right? Unless you you go out of your way to tell them to explain it, which I I see no problem with that. No, and but I, it, if if you're going to use the medicine woman, you can use her as that mouthpiece. Sure, that's yeah, that's great. That's a that's a great way to to impart that that lore or to to very subtly and and indiscreetly say, hey hey, look at what I just did. Yeah, exactly. look at how cool this is. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool. Definitely. I mean, it can create skeletons from anything dead. Mm-hmm. You know, and that seems apropos, I guess. Sure, sure. Though it doesn't have any 
control over the skeletons. Huh. That's the interesting thing. It's just, it will create that skeleton with the overwhelming will to kill anything that's living. What? But it will not, it will not actually do the Saxra's bidding. To what end? And a skeleton is what, like a level one or whatever? Like skeletons are just dinky little fodder, well, right? it'll create a skeleton of anything that died. Oh, okay. So whether it's PC, whether it's, you know, whether you surround it with goblins or whatever, just sure. Hmm. But Okay. But still nothing or very little is going to be as powerful as it. Oh, correct. So what's the point? Why wouldn't it just absorb those? Maybe it doesn't need any more goblin memories. So it just yeah. creates... Well, that's it. You're It's surrounding itself with unintelligent creatures maybe to use as fodder. But I imagine they would just wander away, wouldn't they? Maybe. You could also create some sort of lore where those, they feel safe, you know, uh, around the the giant bone spirit. Some inherent connection that calls to them. Yeah. 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 Especially because, in general, I believe a skeleton is just an an, an, unintelligent. an unintelligent thing. Yeah. Right? It, exactly. It basically goes on the the instinct to kill. Yeah, exactly. So sticking with something that that is death, that represents death in a way. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, definitely. It's... I, you want something unintelligent because I don't... It's one of those things where intelligent creatures are not going to worship things that are that deadly i don't think yeah you know when your own mortality is in in question when you're around this thing mm-hmm. you're you're not going to willfully put yourself around it whereas an unintelligent creature would see this as some sort of protector because of its okay it's just aura of death yeah unless you're unless you're a dumb cultist well yeah Worshipping Demogorgon or, or something like that. Yeah, in general, the, the 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 cultists are the ones who embrace death, you know, embrace their, their end yeah. at the hands of their 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 deity or whatever, or or it's just something that is drawn to it. Yep. Instinctually, so yeah. So one to ten femur based memories. <laughs> Is there a specific type of memory that, like, embeds in the femur? They're not good ones. Soccer injuries is my Soccer injuries, (laughs) yeah. Tripping, skinning your, well, no, I was going to say skinning your knee, but no. Just, just, just general. Just general wear and tear. Yeah, lower leg wounds. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, wear and tear. (laughs) Just, just achy. Going up and down stairs. Yep, the arthritis. Terrible. Out of 10... I would give this a six. Okay. A little cooler than the Gardenelles in the sense that it's a little more a little more concrete and a little more hooky. Yeah. Not doesn't quite on its own, just the Saxra, I don't think it it, it you could get away with having it being the overarching yeah, piece of a of a of a campaign. Yep. But it, it it certainly could play as a very large piece in that campaign. Yeah, I agree. 
but but it it is a it is a cool it's a cool thing to have in there but it it, it can't bear that weight on its shoulders all on its own i think i agree especially if you're going into high level play oh yeah at, it, at, it's a really yeah. cool thing to have in there but yeah i agree it's it's going to be a stepping stone it's going to be a it is the bebop and rocksteady of mm-hmm. of the you know eventual shredder in this universe yeah you still got to get to shredder and krang exactly but you've got to get through those guys yep yeah i and i i keep forgetting that it's an 18 and that's really cool and even by 18 you're probably not going to see something terribly similar to this Oh, I Even agree. if it's a mostly undead campaign. So it's a it's a really cool take on something undead. I do appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. It's not your standard uh you know, skeleton or zombie mm-hmm. or just overpowered obviously level 18 version. Yeah. It's and we brought it up multiple times so far, but it it is the grave behemoth but to a probably a hookier degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. not just fodder which we, I think we've determined that the Grave yeah. Behemoth is, while cool, is is basically just a punching bag. Yeah, some of the coolest fodder we've seen, but fodder all the same. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is, if you're thinking just size-wise, you could have a skeleton of a giant. You know, you could have the skeleton of a, of a hill giant or, oh, sure. or, or even bigger. Oh, that would um, be cool. So it's not just the size that really makes this cool. It's it's a little bit more of the, the abilities behind it and 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 therefore the 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 way to tie it into other things yeah and i i think we came up with a handful of ideas that could really make it pretty neat definitely i mean we're we're giving it a lot more legs than uh oh right yeah than page 220 in the best area here did so you know if, if you do use it or if you are even thinking of using it you know let us know how you would do so um whether you're going to take something we said and, and run with it, or if is there something that we forgot or didn't yeah. uh, didn't really pick up on in mm-hmm. in the sex or that that you think would be even more of a hook or even better to use in your own campaign? Yeah, and and even just even without adding the 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 tweaks that we did, if you can come up with a really cool idea straight out of the book, yep, I would love to see that. I I would love to see. Because it's so gosh darn limited. And it's such a shame. It really is. I think they could have kind of maybe even gotten rid of the spawn, the skeletons, and saved themselves the space of a paragraph to add more flavor. Something like that. I, I don't I don't feel like spawning skeletons, especially because it's so specifically, it has to be a dead creature. It can't just like use the bones that it has to yeah. do that. I feel like that's not that useful. It's not a that impactful. Because if you're if you're spawning uh, the skeleton of a handful of goblins, anyone coming up to this thing is at least eighteen. Yeah. So they're just going to plow right through those things. That's true. It it seems it seems like they just kind of said, "Oh, we got to have one more thing. Let's um, he he can spawn skeletons." Yeah, I can definitely see that as as being the case because, like we've said, it's. It seems like it's going to be a relatively solitary creature. Oh, if, I certainly think if, so, yeah. Uh, if it does have anything around it, it's going to be like worshippers and whatnot that probably won't be that close anyway. Yeah, In terms right. of proximity. Yeah. So, and certainly wouldn't be 
you know, this is a CR-18, wouldn't be a CR-15 even. You would have the the goblins that are Oh, they'd be weenies for sure, fire. yeah. So I'm, maybe having the threat of your PC, a PC dying and, and raising from the dead as a skeleton. Okay. But at that point, I mean, you're, you're really grasping at straws here because yeah. how often... You're going up against this thing unless your your players are woefully overmatched and underleveled. Yeah, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, you don't have to worry about somebody dying necessarily. Yeah, there's no the the splintering ground is really cool. Yep, but other than that, there's nothing in there that's that's mind blowingly. Oh my god, this thing is super dangerous. You know, yeah. there's nothing in there that makes me think a, a party of 18s couldn't handle this. I agree. The Even the, the Bone Swarm, anything within five feet of the sacks retakes damage, then everybody just gears up with... I mean, you, you're going to have magic users, so you're you're shooting pretty high-powered spells. Yeah. It. You know, you have a bow and arrow. There's all, there's going to be a ranged weapon, even out with a barbarian. Or or a weapon with reach. Or a weapon with reach, exactly. Yeah, so get, you a, just get a halberd out, and, and... Out of that. Yep. And, yeah. Poke through the bones. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I agree. I think the only, the really cool thing is the splintered ground. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that's enough. Yeah. I'm sure there could be a way around it. Like at, at 18, someone's got to have fly. Someone's got to have like a jump spell or something to, yep. to work their way around it. Oh, yeah. Now, last question Really just a yes or no. If the barbarian has a reach weapon and they're they're poking through this this bone field, do you have the weapon take damage? Like normally you don't, right? Like normally, normally a weapon isn't I'd getting hit or something like that. But it's it's going through this aura, like maybe even just a percentage die, like over anything above eighty percent, and it and it could get damaged. I think so. I mean, it's it's also it's got a dr fifteen bludgeoning. Oh wow! Okay, so you do want a spear? Yeah, but it doesn't have which seems reduction weird. from spear either. Nope. Yeah, is that the way it is with skeletons too? For some reason. You'd think it should be the other way around. Yeah, like you're you using would... a blunt instrument to break into these bones as opposed to... A, a stabbing instrument or whatever yeah. would just go right through. Right through into the air that it's made up out of. Well, I don't... Which is why, a, which is why you can't crit on skeletons. Yeah. I would have to look it up, though, because something tells me that bludgeoning is... Like, DR-15 bludgeoning means bludgeoning is the only thing that bypasses that DR. Oh... Damage reduction to everything but bludgeoning? I would say... Because logically, it just makes sense to me. I think we've had this discussion in the first... The, the first leg of, of Random Encounters, I yeah, think. I think we have. We probably, we're probably going to have it three or four more times, too. Yeah, I bet. The Ice Storm spell deals 3d6 points of bludgeoning damage and 2d6 points... Of cold damage. Okay. If you cast Ice Storm at a group of zombies, the zombies DR5 slashing 
protects them against five points of the spell's bludgeoning damage. Their DR does not help them against the spell's cold damage because DR doesn't apply to energy attacks. So you were right. Okay. They are DR5 slashing, which means slashing is the thing that gets through the damage doesn't apply the dr doesn't apply to okay yeah all right that is that makes very weird to do it that way yeah that is super peculiar so so that would make a reach there's like what a quarter staff or something i don't even think a quarter staff is a reach weapon no it's not anything reach is a piercing weapon i believe Maybe slashing, but not. But it has to be bludgeoning. It has to be bludgeoning. Yeah. Huh. So that's rough. And that kind of rules out, unless you have blunt arrows, that rules oh, out true. those yeah. two. Yeah, but, I, but at 18, everything you're touching should have magic. Oh, that's true, which too. Which magic Good bypasses point. all of that. Yeah, that's, that's Even true. if it's just like a plus one weapon, that makes it a magic weapon. A yeah, magically enhanced point. weapon. So Good point. at 18, if you don't, you've done something wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> For your, sure. Your DM hates you yeah. is what, what that is. And then he puts you up against a Saxra. Or she puts you up against a Saxra. Not good. Yeah. But I'd be very impressed if they made it that long. Yep. That being yeah. said, back to your original question, I do think there should be some sort of penalty for entering the that field of bone. Yeah. Regardless of whether it's personal or your, your weapon. Yeah. Although, honestly, by 18, maybe a barbarian also has damage reduction from slashing or something. When oh, they, that's true, When too. they go into a rage or something. I don't know. I don't know how it works. That would be just a really cool image to set. You You see this this uh, swarm of bones that, you know, and your perception check tells you that it's going to hit you if you enter it. Oh, yeah. And your barbarian says, screw it, I don't care rages and charges Just walks right in yeah. yeah yeah that's cool that's a great cinematic yeah for sure that's a conan the barbarian type thing yeah, where that's just, what i was thinking just yeah. arnold just muscles his in. way yeah. in. yeah okay i, I eat think... the bones uh, <laughs> I, I eat them i eat the bones i think that that's a good place for the saxra i think fairly decent fairly decent yeah. pretty cool not the best but certainly not the worst that we've seen for sure i'm looking at you we're going. I know. I was gonna. I'm, I'm gonna call out someone else. We've also had a, a lame one before. Or was it the Grimalkin was a bit disappointing, right? Yeah, it was, kind it was of, just a cat. You know, it was okay. It was like familiar potential at yeah. least. Yeah. The Dragon is always gonna be the the low point. I think so. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. That's our punching bag. Yeah. So far, hopefully, we don't see anything worse than that. But I mean, it's always possible. Yeah. So that is it for Random Encounters for this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for reaching out and writing reviews and giving us the stars. Because I know that you've all done that already. And uh, we will return to you in a week with another random monster from a random monster manual. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And this is Random Encounters. Random Encounters.